Welcome back to Faith FM's Breakfast Show, 87.6, 87.8 and 88FM. You're here with Mon and Lawson, who is mm-hmm. very kindly filling in for Lyle, who is sick with the man flu. Classic. Classic Lyle. Classic man flu. <laughs> Dude, he gets the best of us. He gets yeah. the best of us. He gets the best of men by the seams of things. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Now, before we jump into our encounter with God, our 20 million movement, we like to call it, uh, we want to tell you a little bit about the Faith FM's 10-year birthday, 10-year anniversary. So it is indeed our birthday this weekend, and you were all invited to our birthday party, which is happening um, July 28th, this coming Saturday, at uh, in Melbourne. So Lyle and I were actually flying down to Melbourne. We're very excited. Our plane leaves mm. tomorrow. And uh, hopefully Lyle will be well enough to catch the plane. Um, but it's going to be hosted uh, live at the Seventh-day Adventures Church in Nunawading. The address there is 169 Central Road in Nunawading. And uh, there'll be quite a few people turning up. So Lyle and I will be doing the morning program. Um, it's part of, it will be like a live breakfast show mm. uh, on stage there at 9.30. 9.30 kicks off. And then we also have Lloyd Grolleman, the Aussie preacher, who is um, constantly oh, guy's on. a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, dude. He often is played uh, on Faith FM through the rest of the day. And then, of course, uh, in the afternoon, there's going to be a concert and faith story. So a lot of our gospel favorites will be playing and then um, lots of journeys of faith. So, mm. yeah, people... And People love, like I love Journeys of Faith, the great testimonies, you know, mm. stories of, um, you know, good things that have come out of, you know, this ministry and other ministries. So it's going to be a wonderful day. Um, people keep asking me about the cake and <laughs> you are welcome to bring cake. Oh, uh, I, I would love to have made a cake, but I'm, I'm not sure I can get it on the plane. Um, but there is a, there is a lunch happening and, uh, <clears throat> we're all encouraged to bring a plate of food to share, so like a potluck style. Mm. Uh, it is a vegetarian theme, so please bring um, you know, a vegetarian dish. And, uh, and we can all share. If you've never had a potluck lunch, be prepared for one of the best food experiences Dude. you're ever about to have. I feel like potluck is the church's best kept secret. Oh, man. I Honestly, like... Food is why I'm a Christian today. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Conclusively, but it's yeah. it's one of the ministries that is so, I, th- I think, nearly overlooked, yes. but is so valuable and important. Yes. In it's- fact, Lyle and I talked about this uh, just recently. We talked. We started doing our study in Acts, and we talked about, you know, the, the start of the early church, mm. and we looked at the verses and what yeah. they actually did. And one of the things they did was they broke bread together. They, they shared food. Mm. And, uh, and how this is actually a really important action that... Uh, um, church needs to do mm. and this is what Jesus did as well and so following his example sharing food is 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 a pivotal part of the church family experience well definitely I actually heard that someone is making a, a potluck app so they can find oh. which church churches will register and they can find out which churches are doing potluck well do you know what <laughs> I, I I am of the staunch belief that every church should have potluck Every, Every week. week. Yeah, because some churches get lazy. They're like, oh, let's just do it once a month. <laughs> no. Every, Every week. week. <laughs> it is, yeah, like, yeah, potluck changed my life. Dude. But funnily enough, because I'm a West Australian, in Western Australia, we call it basket lunch. 
That's and it wasn't weird. until I moved to the East Coast that I heard potluck. And then I would say Basque lunch and people would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but you know in the story of the, of, the, of the little boy with the five loaves and yeah. two fishes and he brings it in a basket. He brings it to lunch. Ah, okay. Basket no, that's, that's clever. I'm actually kind of like I'm glad that I didn't hear the words potluck when I was becoming a Christian because like what? Like it sounds like we all get food out of a pot and it's a lucky dip. It's yeah, it does sound kinda, a bit Kind of strange terminology. So It's, it's almost like I a think, stressful term. But basket lunch, that's sounds nice because yeah, it reminds yeah. me also of a picnic basket yeah that's and there's right. usually sandwiches in picnic yeah. picnic baskets and i like sandwiches so that's right like <laughs> if you're not if you're not sure what a potluck is let me briefly explain so a bunch of people turn up to church and they all bring a dish to share they make like they make like their 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 favorite dish to make like someone will bring a salad someone will bring like a plate of sausage rolls someone will bring like a, a i don't know like a potato bake there's like so many different things that people mm. make they all turn up they stick it on a big, long banquet table. And then after church, you basically have a feast. And yeah. you have this like long smorgasbord table filled with all different kinds of like just the scrummiest, yummiest food ever. And you take a plate and you go walk down along the table and you pick whatever you want off the table and you stick it on your plate. <clears throat> and it's just the best. It's very rare that I've been to a potluck and I haven't been like haven't been able to get at least two oh. or three plates. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You go back for seconds, thirds if you're Lawson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is what we'll be hosting uh, at the Faith FM it's birthday exciting. party. Exciting. Yeah, I love potluck, I, and people even do potluck weddings and stuff like that. So yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I, th- I think when it comes to weddings, like that's when it's time to pull out the professional caterers. No, not at all. Po- have you ever been to a potluck wedding? No, it's the best because is people because people are like, do you know what? This is a wedding. Let me bring my best dish ever and so the, the the people you know they pull out you know all stops and they bring the most amazing food ever because yeah. often like pot like if i do it once a week they might be like oh let's just reheat um you know something out of the freezer yeah. but when it's a wedding it's like no nonsense shell and lyle had a pot like wedding shell our producer where are you you had a pot like didn't you have a you had all the church members bring something no she's shaking her head with a frown that's i thought you did i thought lyle said that he asked the Fake church news. members to bring dishes of food no okay no, no. wrong person or maybe it was a different couple that i'm thinking of anyway but it's, it's a wonderful <laughs> way to do it and uh i probably will do it a potluck wedding because i'm cheap <laughs> anyway you are all welcome to come along to the 10th birthday party of faith fm where we will all be including the potluck lunch and do you know what if you don't have anything to bring that's fine you can still come often like bachelors will just bring like a bottle of juice or something to share. i usually don't bring anything is yeah. that am i a terrible person yes yes okay. you should at least just go and bring like a carton of you know freshly squeezed orange juice or something something yeah just if, yeah. yeah if you're not a cook yeah. don't stress bring the drinks um <laughs> Or just turn up like Lawson does. <laughs> yeah. 169 Central Road, Nana Wadding. Hopefully, we've sold it to you a bit more now. We're talking yeah. about the food. <laughs> and uh, Nana Wadding Church there. 9.30 a.m. this coming Saturday morning. You are all most welcome, with or without food and drinks, to turn up and enjoy the, um, the celebration with us. Lawson. Yes. Where are we up to in our Who Am I quiz? We are up to the next clue. I, I think... Uh, yes, this is the next clue. 
it's a who am I quiz, as we said. And the mm-hmm. next clue is, since I had no mother or father, I'm guessing that they died because everyone has a mother or father. Yes. But since I had no mother or father. <laughs> to raise me. To ra- yeah, my cousin Mordecai raised me. Ah, come it's on now. It's just getting easier. We it's all know easier. this. This is too easy for a Thursday. <laughs> we should have saved this one for tomorrow, but our brains are like ready for the weekend. <laughs> if you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Our 20 million movement. Mm-hmm. Our wonderful encounter with God. Today, do you know what we're talking about? We're talking about... Ribs. <laughs> ribs. We're talking about ribs. You're so confused all right, right now. All right. All right. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's go. Let's go. We are in the book of Acts and uh, you can join us. Uh, we have um, the book of Acts study guide at the moment, which you can get. Just jump on our social media and you can find out details on where to get the study guide, which is being done by 20 million other people around the world, of course. And uh, we're talking about ribs. And by that I mean um, uh, what Stephen was saying right before he got stoned. Oh, the Hebrew rib. Mm. The Hebrew word did, did rib. You, you oh, think I meant like ribs? Oh, I thought you meant like, you know, <laughs> Outback Jack's Steakhouse ribs. Or... No, no. Okay, okay, cool. So cool. yesterday we were looking at how Stephen got, um, what he was saying right before he got stoned. Mm. We didn't read the verses where he got stoned. We'll cover that today. Um, but, you know, since my definition of prophet, which in Hebrew is Nabi, N-I-B-I, mm. is someone who speaks uh, for God, Stephen actually became a prophet. Um, the very moment he brought God's rib against Israel. Mm-hmm. And uh, people might be confused about how you Stephen would have gotten a hold of one of God's ribs and brought it down to earth. And, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> we are going to cover what that actually means. We touched on it very briefly yesterday. Um, you know, st- let's just have a quick rehash of what Stephen did there uh, right before his stoning. Um, he actually launches into what is actually the lengthiest speech in Acts. Do you know that? It's mm. the lengthiest speech in Acts. Oh, it's one of the greatest sermons in the Bible. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's actually a big indication of its significance, the fact that it's mm. the longest uh, mm. sermon recorded in the book of Acts. You know, and, and at first it does seem nothing more than like a, a tedious recital of Israel's history. Um, Lyle and I read over uh, just a small portion of it yesterday. It seemed to go on and on mm. and I go through Moses and Joseph and Abraham and just you know, going over and over. Um, but we should understand that the, the speech in connection with the Old Testament covenant and the way uh, the prophets used its structure uh, when they stood up as, as religious reformers um, mm. to call Israel back to its requirements. And uh, when this happened, they would sometimes employ the Greek word rib, which uh, is very interesting. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. The best translation for this word rib is probably a covenant lawsuit, mm. so to speak. And, uh, and it kind of expresses the idea of God as taking um, legal action against mm. his people because of their failure to keep the covenant. Yeah. And so we can actually look at the book of Micah. There's several examples of, of, of rib occurring there. There's three times actually in um in uh, in chapter six, you know, it follows uh, the pattern of the Sinai covenant. Uh, Micah reminds the people of God's mighty acts on their behalf in verses three to five. Mm. The stipulation and violations of the covenant in uh, verses six to twelve, and finally the curses of the violations in Micah six thirteen to sixteen. So mm. this is probably like a, a background, like a structure that Stephen used uh, for his speech. Mm. And so when he was asked to explain his actions. 
Um, he actually made no effort to refute the charges, if you remember. Um, he mm, didn't really. Yeah. He, yeah, he didn't choose to defend his faith. Instead, what he does is, you know, he he uses his voice, his one last um, opportunity has, in the same way the ancient prophets did when they brought God's rib against Israel. So he's using this ancient technique, this thing that the Hebrews called rib, um, to to basically like reprimand them and to remind mm. them and. Um, and his long view, he does like a long review mm. of God's past relationship with Israel. And this was intended to illustrate their ingratitude and their disobedience. Mm. And, uh, and then, you know, and then he um, really riles them up and they stone him. Uh, so this is interesting. Um, he, he, by, by the time he gets to the end there of his speech, he's no longer the defendant, but he's, he's basically God's prophetic attorney. Yeah. It's a great way of describing it. standing on behalf of God. Yeah, exactly. And I love that point. Like the reason why Stephen goes through the history of Israel is is to show them like the fulfillment of of all those promises Mm. and the reason why all those men were faithful is because of the man Jesus. Yeah. And like like Jesus says, he came to, to fulfill the Old Testament, not to do away with. And that that's the point of Stephen's speech to the uh, to the nation of Israel. He says, "Like, look, all this stuff has happened for the sake of Jesus coming. Like, this is this is the point. Mm. This is the point. And something similar, Jesus says. He says, you search the scriptures, thinking you have eternal life, but it's it's through me. Yeah, it's through who I am. Mm. Um, it's through it's through that righteousness." through the fact that I'm the son of God, you know, dying to, to save men. That That's how we're saved. And that's how Stephen puts, sort of presents this this speech mm-hmm. as a charge that, yeah, you're killing the prophets and now you've done it to the, the most important prophet of all. Yeah. You done you've done Jesus, it to Christ Jesus, the yeah. man. This mm-hmm. is the guy, you know. So it's it's really incredible, um, Stephen's speech. And we're going to be looking at today like the Stephen's death and, and just yeah. how – how fearless he really was and how bold he he, he was knowing that it, it would come to that, you know? Yeah, and he, he, we, yesterday we talked um, quite a bit about how he, he breaks uh, solidarity with his people mm. and he makes a definite stand for Jesus when he changes our fathers to your fathers because he basically lays at their feet the guilt. Mm. You know, he's like, you know, your fathers, um, you know, killed the prophets. You know, they're the ones who broke all the covenants with Jesus mm. and uh, and this is who you are still now. And uh, and this is what, you know what, let's have a look at the stoning Um how about do you want to read Acts seven fifty one um, and yep. just finish out the chapter there? Yeah, sure. So, <clears throat> sorry, just got to clear my throat. But in Acts seven fifty one, uh, Stephen finishes with this final rebuke. He says, "You stiff-necked and uncircumcised of in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute?" And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become betrayers and murderers. Who have you received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it? This is like oh, so yeah. hectic. Like he's just just throwing it in their face. Yeah, like every single person, every single one of the prophets in the Bible, every single person God has sent to you to, to teach you about him and who you you know claim to to give thanks and honor to like Moses and Abraham and then all the prophets coming after that all the you know all the minor prophets and everything which one of them did you not persecute yeah like it's oh, he's, it's he's not amazing. letting up he's really pointing it out to them 
And then it just, man, this next session, honestly, like I think the first or second time I read through this, I would have, like I cried. Like I had mm-hmm. tears running down my mm-hmm. face because I was like, this guy is amazing. And then his life just comes to such an abrupt end, but he has such a great hope. We'll look at it now. It says in verse 54 of chapter 7 of Acts, it says, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Look, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their cloths at the feet of the young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Well, he died. Well, he died. It says, yeah. if, in my yeah. Bible, it says he fell asleep. Yeah, which is um, a b- biblical way of saying that he, he passed away, he died. So th- this is just, this just in, oh, this story is just insane. You know how they he, they got so mad mm. that they just, they, I just, it's so childish there when it says they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. <laughs> it's like when I was young, like, la, 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 la. Yeah, I can't hear you. <laughs> can't hear you saying stuff about me. Like it's, and then, but then to be so enraged that you would drag someone out of the city mm. and murder them through stoning, it's just, it just blows my mind. And I guess, you know, I guess one of the things we, we have to think about this is would we do the same? Yeah. You know, are we going to be so faithful to God that we would be faithful unto death? Man, it's it's heavy, and it's I think it's something now, if if ever, we should think about. Mm. Especially, you know, we talked about it in the news, and and you hear all the time like the world is coming closer yeah, and closer to absolutely. end, and the Bible says that as we get closer, it'll be like a, a time that has never been, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy. Like we're we're going to come to times where we're going to come under persecution, and I think. There are, there are people around the world already having a taste of that. I oh, think absolutely. we're so blessed mm-hmm. to live in Australia yeah. in a place that is quite accepting and, and open to religion. But I think definitely in the future, um, we're going to come under more persecution. And it's. Yeah, just, I mean, just this week we, we, in, we interviewed um, a, a gentleman from the Voice of the Martyrs, and he was telling us yeah. how 33 million Chinese people in China have been put to death for their Christian mm. beliefs. It's just, it's just mind boggling. And I. I, I tend to wonder if we, like Stephen, came to a point where we had to, um, you know, take a firm and uncompromising stand for Jesus, mm. you know, would we do it or would we, you know, would we falter, would we waffle, would we, you know, mm. mess it up? And if it came to death, would we still cling to Jesus? You know, if we have... I think a lot of people would probably fall away at that point. Do, mm. do you know what? I like being a Christian and I like having potluck lunch and I enjoy going to church and singing the songs, but not if I have to die for it. Yeah. Right. And then we have to remember, hang on, but Jesus died for us. And, and like this is the amazing thing in this story is that Jesus promises us like, you know, if, if we die in Christ, like we, we will be saved. And like, like if we die for his cause and it's, you know, this isn't a like go out and die. This is a like, hey, if, if you're earnestly doing my work, um, if you're living a life in me and you, your life comes to an end, like you will be saved. And that's what we see here with Stephen. 
Mm-hmm. He looks up into the heavens and like he's just delivered the most powerful. It says it cut them to the heart and cut the nation of Israel to the heart. And he, he's just delivered this powerful speech and and Jesus reveals himself to Stephen mm-hmm. just to show it like, because Jesus is like, you know, says that, you know, at the, in the beginning was the word and the, and the word was God and the word was with God and, and nothing was made uh, without him. And it's like... Jesus is a part of our creation. Mm. In a way, like Jesus, like there's God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, and we know that Jesus is God the Son. But in the way, He is also our Father because He was part of our creation. And He's like, He looked down with a, with the proudness of Stephen, like, wow, you were really willing to do that? Like, good on you, man. Like, he's Jesus is stoked, but sad, as you can imagine. We're going to take a quick song break, but hey, give us a call if you have an opinion. Like, would you think that dying is too much of an ask? 1-800-FAITH-FM.
Welcome back to Faith FM. We are deep in our encounter with God. Mm. But hey, Lawson, quickly hit me with another clue for that. Who am I quiz? Another clue. Oh, this this is just like... Crazy. Like, come on, come on. Like, <laughs> someone call... Um, I was the queen and my husband was King Xerxes. That's so easy. Like, come on, come on, guys. Yeah, we all know this one. <laughs> Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Now, we've just read about the stoning of Stephen. And, um, you know, he made this enormous speech, mm. the longest speech recorded in Acts. And uh, and it's it's I think it's important to note that even though the cost, you know, would be enormous, um, his his words like nothing reveals that he was afraid or that he regretted it, mm. and uh, and I was just um, I was just doing a bit of research online. It, it seems that he was only about twenty nine years old when he died. Yeah. So he was actually very young, so a little bit older than you, a little bit younger than yeah. me, and um, but yeah, such a young age to 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 have sacrificed his life already. Um, but really, if you think about it in the in the scope of eternity, like absolutely worth it, and it's just a, a drop, mm. just a. A minuscule shade of time, mm. shade of time. I'm going to be looking at this, but I think it's the big <laughs> reason why Christ actually reveals himself to Jesus. I mean, sorry, Christ reveals himself to Stephen mm. um, standing in the heavenly courts. Like, he he just shows Stephen, like, look, like, yeah. you know, you're, you're making this sacrifice, mm-hmm. but you're going to be in eternity. Like, yeah, oh, it's incredible. And speaking of this vision... Um, you know, so he he does have this prophetic ministry. However, it's rather short. Uh, but his 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 prophetic ministry and his vision have you know gone on now for thousands of years, mm. um, as recorded in the Bible. So I'm just going to quickly read again um, his vision, and we can have a look what the what the meaning of Stephen's vision is. So, having a look at Acts seven fifty five and fifty six, it says. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he said to them, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. This was actually quite controversial, wasn't it? Mm. This is like, I think, because the the Jews at this point were so against against Jesus. Mm. They were so against like this revelation that that Jesus was the fulfillment of of all their forefathers. Uh-huh. And for for um Stephen to sort of go through this history and then tie it all into Jesus, they were already so offended. Yeah. But then for for Stephen to say like I can I can see Jesus mm-hmm. in heaven mm-hmm. because like heaven that was that was their afterlife. Heaven is the Jews afterlife. And this this man Jesus, who they who they denounced and hated so much, um, is is like Stephen is claiming like this guy is is in heaven, yeah, standing at the, at the right, right hand man. of God. Like yeah. this this guy is it's he's the one. Yeah, he he. Th- this is Jesus. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees up until this point have been desperately trying to come up with different stories mm. to cover, you know, what happened to mm. Jesus and who Jesus was. You know, all this nonsense about, you know, oh, somebody stole his body and oh, he's, you know, yeah. n- this kind of nonsense. And yet here is Stephen proclaiming that he's, you know, mm. seeing Jesus at the right mm. hand of God. It's just, I can, you know, they're just absolutely enraged by the claim. Mm. And, um, you know, Stephen had reached this point um like there was such a tumult among the people, and so, like you said, when he connected Jesus with the prophecies, and uh, and he spoke of it, um, you know, of the temple and of the priests, they were just horror stricken, and they they just tore their clothes even, 
And uh, and this to Stephen was an it was an act. Um, th- this was a signal that his voice would soon be silenced forever. So he knew mm. when he saw the priest tear mm. his clothes, he was like, "I'm done for." Yeah. So can you imagine knowing that you're about to die? Yeah. Well, it's actually a similar thing when when Jesus um, when Jesus was about to to his his he was about to be crucified that the the priest tore his robe and beat his chest mm-hmm. and then he was taken to be killed and and yeah Stephen sees that and he just knows like it's coming to an end but mm-hmm. i love the fact you know he doesn't he doesn't attempt to to say ah oh, no don't don't kill me like jesus uh, sorry Stephen knows like his life is coming to an end but he's just he's just taking that stand you know yeah he actually wraps up his sermon and uh, and then you know goes into vision actually, mm. so he knows he knows what's coming, and mm. you know I think through the grace of God, I think God definitely led him to understand mm. that and to and spoke through him. Um, was he the first first person to die? After he was him? the yeah. first Christian martyr. The first Christian martyr. Yeah. So Jesus Jesus was crucified, and then the first one after that was was Stephen. Was Stephen. So he's actually a very important character in the Bible. Yeah. And um, <coughs> excuse me, this you know this is actually. It's an important call to repentance for us, really. Mm. You know, we, we always think about the Pharisees as like them and, the, you know, and then the us. You know, we're always thinking of ourselves on the, on the side of the disciples. That's our team. And so when we read mm. about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all these evildoers, we're like, oh, we're not like them. That's the, that's the them. And uh, we, we, we sometimes fail to think, hang on, these words are for us as well. Mm. You know, it, had we been alive back then, would we have been stoning Stephen? If you know, if we'd been one yeah. of the Israelite children, would we have persecuted all those prophets beforehand? Mm. It's important to think. You know, where where am I now? What am I mm. doing? And uh, and to look at those words as if they're written to us personally. Mm. There's a really powerful powerful song that I'll actually be playing at church on Sabbath called "How Deep the Father's Love for Us," mm-hmm. and it sort of goes through like. Yeah, it talks about the events of Jesus' crucifixion and putting the, the person who's singing the song in there, like saying that, hey, if, if I was there, I probably would have crucified Jesus as well. Like, I, ashamed I hear my mocking voice. And it's a similar thing here with Stephen. Like, like you said, he's calling us to repentance. Like this message of how the forefathers linked to Jesus and that fulfillment in Scripture and how we should, like as he, he then says, he's <laughs> stiff-necked and uncircumcised of heart. Mm-hmm. Like saying that, hey, you need to to heed the convictions and the revelations that God is giving you. Like that is so true for us. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, I think it's so easy for us to to get into a mode of like, oh, this is this is what I know. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And and Jesus even says like, hey, like you'll have old wine. You'll have this old way of life. And when the new wine comes, like you won't like the taste at first. But you got to get used to it, and and this is a similar thing that's happening happening here. But in fact, the Jews didn't like the new wine so much that they were willing to to kill Stephen, and, and mm. that's it's just crazy. Like, yeah, I think it's also uh, important to note that as they were stoning him, Jesus pray, um, Stephen prays, and he says, "Lord Jesus, receive mm. my spirit." Lord, don't charge them with his sin. He actually prays for the people that are killing him while they're killing him. Man, you know, only someone, <laughs> yeah, only a person with with like superior character and and just unwavering faith could have done such mm. a such a thing. A powerful, it's a really a powerful manifestation of his faith and the reality of Christ in his mm. life. So this is the power that Christ can imbue. In your life, when you mm. uh, you know ask ask Jesus into your heart and for Him to be in control, that you would be so gracious 
Um, and so forgiving to pray for forgiveness for your killers as they're killing you. And, uh, and of course, the very exciting part at the end of this is that we see the introduction of Saul yeah. into the story. So things are about to get much more interesting. I mean, not much more interesting, but they're about to get very interesting because Saul who future became Paul is uh, is where we're going to be going into next week, and um, he so Saul was one of the witnesses, mm. and uh, and people were were um, laying their garments at the at Saul's mm. feet. Well, so Saul he, was actually working to to persecute Christians. Yeah, he was a Pharisee. Yeah, he was a leader in this opposition, and um, and so when when he was there, he witnessed this. So when Stephen prayed for his executioners, he was also actually praying for Saul. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, isn't that great? Because we actually see the fruit of that prayer. You know, later in this book. And half of the New Testament. And half of the New Testament. <laughs> That's right. So stay tuned, of course. Uh, we'll be continuing with the story of Saul tomorrow with our encounter with God. This is Nicole C. Mullen with the song Redeemer. We hope you enjoy it. Who taught the sun where to stand?
Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au.
great number there from Alison Brooke, a song called Lily. It was the first time you heard that song? Yeah. How good is it? I'll be honest, like, it's not my favourite. Are you serious? Get like, it out. Was, it was pretty good. We're done with you now. It was pretty now. good, but like... Like fast pace, like up tempo, sort of bluegrassy stuff like that. It's, Are you serious? That's my favorite kind I, of bluegrass. I like the slow down no, stuff. No, no, yeah, yeah. nah. If it's gonna be country, it's gonna be fast. Mm. Oh. Anyway, uh, come. <sighs> I've actually heard her perform live, and she's amazing live. Okay, I that think that would cool. change my opinion, honestly. Yeah. I think yeah, seeing an artist perform live is like it, it brings that whole like. Do you know uh, Jennifer Jill Schwerzer? No. That's her daughter. Okay. Anyway. Great to know. <laughs> we have come to our question of the day. Before we do that, um, hit us with the very last clue. The very our, last clue. And if I you quiz. don't get it after this, I'll, I'll just then be disappointed. Then we are all failures of Bible students. <laughs> <laughs> the last clue is one book of the Old Testament is named after me. Mm-hmm. So I've got four chapters. <laughs> and interestingly, never mentions the word God. Hmm. It's the only book of the Bible that hmm. mentioned the word God. How interesting is that? Well, actually, a bit, bit more background. Um, it was the only book that they didn't find in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh. So some people argue. Some people argue. They say, look, it doesn't mention God and it it's not in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So, But it reveals the character of God so clearly. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's an amazing story yeah. Yeah. of how God works in people. someone's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so question of the day. Lawson, got a cue for you. Yeah, what's up? Okay, so what is, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but what is the pentatush? The pentatouch. Pentatouch. Yeah, I, th- I think I've that's got how a pen you, you can touch here. <laughs> that's just how I've uh, heard it pronounced. The pentatouch. It's actually a compound word. It's a Greek word. Oh, yeah. And have you, what do you think the word penta means? Uh, five? Five. That is, that is correct. Like yes. Pentecost, yeah, for example. Yeah. Um, penta means five. And the next word means book or Ooh. groups of books. So it's the five, like the group of five books. Okay. What do you think that could be? So a group of five books. A group well, of five books. Famously in the Bible, you, you do mm-hmm. have groups of books. And I think the most famous of five is the first five books of the Bible. The first five, the Torah. Okay. Well, as we know... Um, yeah, so Pentateuch is basically a, the Greek word for Torah. And as we know, the the Bible is a document that is made up of three different languages, mm-hmm. um, Hebrew, Greek, and there's a small section in Daniel that is written in Aramaic by Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. um, which is about his conversion story. But as you can imagine, you know, when the Bible was condensed and, and put together and then you know, written into different translations, like you had the the Greek text and also the Latin text or whatever. It was, you know, it was originally known as the Torah, but the Torah was a very Jewish word. Okay. The Torah was like, a, a, this, the Torah is the Jew thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for, for in Greek, the cha- they, yeah, come up the, with the word Pentateuch, which is, yeah, the first five books of the Bible. So, it's just another language for saying... Uh, the exact same thing. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Yeah. So, we, and we would, in English, what would we call those? Don't we call them like the books of Moses or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the books of Moses. The books of Moses. Ah, very interesting. So, that's what the Pentatush? Touch. Touch. That's how I'm pronouncing it. I'm probably wrong. There's prob- probably someone who speaks Greek who's like cringing at home like, oh, this guy. Yeah. Hey, if you speak Greek, please call. <laughs> Help us out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's spelled P-E-N-T-A-T-E-U-C-H. So, yeah, 
however you however you pronounce that. But thank you so much to whoever it was that sent that one in. If you have a question of the day, feel free to contact us any time of mm. day. Uh, you can call us one 843 You can text your questions to us zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Are you even welcome to send questions through to us uh, via any of our socials? So we have Facebook. Uh, we're Faith FM Australia. We have Instagram and Twitter, which are both Faith FM Live or lowercase one word. You, you know, any way that you can send a question to us, feel free to do so. We will attempt to answer it as question of the day on air live, um, either by Lyle or Lawson, if he's standing in for Lyle <laughs> and failing that me. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we love to have your questions. And you know what? You can ask us anything about the Bible, anything about religion, or even just, you know, if you have a life question that you just, you know, want some weigh in on, yeah. we're, we're very happy to do How so. How do you make such good cookies, Monica? Well, practice and a German mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do hunt around for good recipes. So there's a question about cookies. <laughs> this is Faith First. Tis so sweet to trust Tis in Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise Just to know, thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him How I proved him Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to That the dude, that album, like the Faith First album, with that's dude, that, that's like that's my jam right yeah. there. Yeah. That, that's what's up. Like they have full of bangers. Like 
<laughs> Actually, when I saw that song come up in the track listing, like, you were so excited. You made me listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I was like, which is funny because I made you listen to the, uh, the other yeah. one before that. <laughs> but yeah, both good, both really great songs. And actually, do you know what the song coming up after this is from my uh, probably my, my all time favorite album, Pillars of Our Faith. Um, have you ever heard that Pillars of Our Faith album? By who? It's a it's a compilation. It's a many different artists, but it goes over um, a doctrine. It goes over. It's like a, an album about doctrine. And it's just the most beautiful, mind blowing, okay. tears down your cheeks kind of okay. album. Yeah, you have to get it. Pillars of Our Faith. It's really I'm, good. I'm feeling it. No, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. give it a listen. That's coming up um, after this. Right now, it's the end of our show, and we are doing our free giveaway. Whip out your phone. Get on there. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. That's one eight hundred Faith FM. You don't need to tell us nothing. You can just get this one for free what are you giving away i'm giving away the malvinas album called Ooh la marvelous la. Ooh la la. because i actually now work for malvinas's husband are you serious yeah so malvinas penland her husband uh, blake penland both of whom we've interviewed here on faith FM. yeah um he is running the rtm raymond terrace mission church plant which oh, i'm now man. working at and so yeah i saw this in the giveaway box and i was like Yes. Give that away. Yes. So if you would like a copy of Malvinus's album, The Marvelous Album, it's got, uh, I think, about 10 or so, 15 or so songs on here, all about um, Jesus. And they're just, they're really beautiful. She she was on here with her husband. Wonderful testimony. So you'd like mm. a copy of that album? Give us a call. Be the first person to contact us. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. And we will send it to you free of charge. Lawson, thank you so much for filling in today. Dude, really appreciate you having uh, being on the show, filling in for Lyle. Lyle, get well soon, and everyone will see you tomorrow.
Me out from the midst of my enemy, my 